hemophiliac patient on a drug that saves your life every day you use it, uh, are you going to stop taking it because the price went up? The head of the National Organization for Rare Disorders, Peter Saltonstall, says there are currently about 7,000 rare diseases and fewer than 500 therapies to treat them. He hopes the Shire-Baxalta combination could help change that picture. We're hoping that we'll see more drugs coming to market. The Shire-Baxalta deal requires shareholder and regulatory approval. I'm Annie Baxter for Marketplace. There was a little toing and froing on Wall Street today. Everything ended right near even, though. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. Word now about crude oil prices. That word is look out below. And yes, I know that's three words. The U.S. benchmark closed below $32 a barrel today with yet another analyst saying prices are going to hit 20 before they hit 40. With all the pleasure that brings most consumers, so too does it bring pain to big oil exporters. Venezuela is, by some estimates, the worst economic performer in the world. And that country's economic crisis, a crisis due in no small part to falling oil prices, has pushed the Socialist Party out of a majority in that country's Congress for the first time in 15 years. So today we begin an occasional series on oil we're calling Resource Curse. From the Sustainability Desk, Marketplace's Scott Tong has it. One big portrait was conspicuously absent from the halls of the Venezuelan Congress last week. The new opposition majority walked in and there was no picture of Hugo Chavez, late president and socialist hero to many. A so-called Chavismo model for the economy has now collapsed into mass shortages. Analyst Reggie Thompson is with the geopolitical intelligence firm Stratfor. Imports of the toilet paper and other products have been really backed up, so to speak. Even food staples, beans, rice, pasta, things that the government controls the price of have become more scarce in recent years. You have to stand in line at the government stores for six to eight hours to get in to see what they have available. That second voice is Russ Dallin of the investment bank Latinvest. He says there are black markets to buy stuff, but only if you have tens of thousands of bolivars or bees in your wallet. A shirt, for example, that was 5,000 bees um, before the December 6th election is now 45,000 bees. So in just the space of one month, some items have gone up nine times. So one of the first things on the agenda of the opposition party is to encourage domestic-made food and basic goods. Right now, just about the only thing Venezuela produces is oil and gas. The other sectors have been crowded out. One Venezuelan minister called oil the devil's excrement because it has been such a curse to so many countries and caused so much trouble. Here's how it's played out under Chavez and now his successor, Nicolas Maduro. Venezuela spends its petrodollars subsidizing oil to sell it super cheap to its allies like Cuba. And it sells ultra-discounted appliances and gasoline to the people, which strains public money, too. Gasoline is less than a penny a gallon in Venezuela. So when I fill up, it costs me less than 25 cents. And the majority of that 25 cents actually goes to pay the tip to the guy that fills up the car. For years, subsidies earned the socialist political support from its base, the poor, and Latin American neighbors. But slowly, oil production fell due to underinvestment and mismanagement. Hugo Chavez fired all the state petroleum engineers and geologists. And then? And then the price of oil collapsed. 
Francisco Minaldi is energy professor at the Venezuelan business school known as the Institute for Advanced Studies in Administration. He's also affiliated with Harvard and Rice Universities. And that further generated a major economic crisis. We have had two years of recession, and this year is going to be a recession probably two. By one U.S. estimate, Venezuela's inflation rate is 382 percent. The shortages have driven prices on the black market sky high. In the meantime, the central bank has printed and printed bolivars, so they're increasingly worthless by the hour. And we are in the brink of hyperinflation. We have already the highest inflation in the world, but it could become, you know, much worse, like like the inflations that we had in the southern cone, which were about 10,000 percent. That is one of those situations that are almost as bad as a war. The opposition has a long to-do list to turn this around: cut spending, stop giving away gas, and make changes at the central bank. But Reggie Thompson at Stratford says none of this is going to be easy. Just before losing their majority, the socialists took away the Congress's oversight of the central bank.